This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm coming at you from, oh gosh, it's crazy. I'm in Monty Roberts' house <laughs> in Solving California. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 22nd, episode 2460, brought to you by Kem and Equine. Good morning, horse world. It's Monday. Monday is my favorite time of This is Horses in the Morning with your lovable hosts, Jamie Jennings. I am the queen. You listen to me. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Glenn the Geek. You look especially radiant today, your grace. I'm going to do a terrific show today because I'm good enough and doggone it, people like me. Happy Monday. Well, you're at Monty's house, and uh, we wanted to mention that Jamie's sound, uh, we could not get her microphone working. Apparently, it doesn't work in California. I have been to three different computers and done all sorts of (laughs) trying to do some magic to get everything working, and finally, Debbie's like, just come to the house. So, I'm currently in... In Monty's office and Pat's office doing this show. So, uh, and they have no microphone. It's very strange. Well, you know what it sounded like? Computer. It sounded like the mic had a mask on, which I think is required in California, right? So, uh, you know, you're probably right. It was the mask. <laughs> I should have taken that off. Yeah, that would have helped, I think. But uh, yeah, so I got to tune in a little bit. We're going to talk uh, the first half hour of today's show about your adventures out there at the movement. And I got to talk to you about one particular thing. and. It involves your flexibility. And, oh, God. <laughs> and then you set up a, a, a guest for a little later on, didn't you? I did. I did. I'm really excited to have Ashley Mancuso. She is. She was one of the presenters yesterday here at the movement, and she teaches yoga on horseback. And I may or may not have participated in that <laughs> with less than 12 hours notice. Hey, <laughs> Here's That's why they do. have you come out because you're willing to do about anything. <laughs> I mean, whatever you guys need. Really, I shouldn't what, have said that when I first started. What did you mean? Monty didn't volunteer to do yoga. I really, I'm really disappointed that he didn't. <laughs> but I think it's probably better for everybody. <laughs> uh, so she's going to be here, and she's also a gold medal dressage rider. Let's not forget that. Um, Plus, we, and she's super pretty and skinny too. Which yeah, is that's just not that's, fair when you're like in your 40s and you're trying to. Touch your toes. <laughs> That's the other thing. I want to ask her, do they have yoga videos for old guys who are very out of shape? They do. They're called watching videos of her doing it. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I don't think I'm doing anything close to that. Uh, also, uh, Trickery Wealth is going to be here. We're talking about spending habits today, so don't tune out. I know we all have a problem with that. Plus, you know, there was that thing over the weekend, Jamie, called the Belmont. I, we probably, we forgot to mention it at all on Friday's show. So I wasn't here Friday. I but know, I'll tell and Helena and I, I trying, totally forgot. <laughs> so. I was trying so hard to get here so I could watch the race, and I, I didn't make it in time. And, and uh, my horse did not win. I really was pulling for a horse named Max Player, and it's an honor code colt and the trainer is a female and no female trainer has ever won the belmont and i was just like this is perfect but there was just no way you you could beat him you just couldn't i mean there was i would have done um a fairly big exact max player tis the law bet and then i would have lost that because it was a trifecta because he came in third so let's do you want to take a listen to it well, why don't we do Daily Winnies first, oh. and then we'll get to the race. Oh, you you jumped ahead. I didn't think we were going to go to the race this soon. We usually do it first. Yeah, I have to get it set up. Um, oh. So, but you know, it's just kind of taken. Uh, it's taken a back seat to everything else going on right now. So, 
Uh, all right, let me get th- let me get that set up. In the meantime, let's do some daily winnies. My daily winnie is happy just one of these. Cassidy Meyer. That's the only birthday I have is Auditor Cassidy Meyer. So happy birthday to you. This is going to be the strangest daily winnie, but I will explain. I would like to give a daily winnie to my good credit. My good credit. <laughs> By the way, this is probably the first time she's ever been able to say this in her entire life. So That's true. It's true. I was dinged a little bit in my youth. Now I'm older. I've, I'm more stable. We've all been stable. dinged in our youth. We were too. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, bad roommates, terrible siblings, and yeah. just pure irresponsibility at times. Um, so I have good credit now. And so I, I went to the airport, and you guys know that I fly standby. Non-rev travel is what it's called because I am an uh, an employee's family member. So I get to go and I, I have this app that I look at. It shows you what flights are, are empty and uh, have lots of seats. And Larissa, my, my one friend in Oklahoma, came with me uh, to come out here to the movement. So we, uh, we went to Oklahoma City to the airport and we're like ready to go. And nope, you're not getting on your first flight. Nope, you're not getting on your second flight. We're like, crap, we have a flight in Dallas that we have to get out of. So we decided to take an Uber or a Lyft all the way to Dallas <laughs> from Oklahoma City. And That's how much did that cost? It's not worth mentioning because Chad <laughs> might be listening. Um, <laughs> that anyway, had to be a few hundred bucks. <laughs> there was another guy who missed the flights too. And he's like, can I share the Uber? So he actually paid for most of it, which is great. <laughs> We're like, sure. <laughs> I go, you're not a murderer, are did you? Did the Uber driver go, what? Are you talking? You what? <laughs> yeah, she she goes where? <laughs> anyway, so I said to the guy, I'm like, you're not a murderer, right? And he's like, no, I'm not a murderer. And somebody walking by goes, that's exactly what a murderer would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So here we are. Let's get in an Uber with a strange woman who has a like a donut tire and uh, this strange guy who could be a mass murderer. And we just head to Dallas. So we get down to Dallas. Um, By the way, airlines will not fill up the planes. They only will fill them up to 85% capacity. So when it says there's 20 seats open, that's only in relativity to how many seats of the 85% are allowable and they don't take, anyway, I can't tell what, how many seats are. Well, that, you know, that's a weird rule too, because 85% still means people are sitting in the middle seats. I don't get it. You're still in a tube. Flying through the sky yeah. with recirculated air. Well, not I mean, only that, it, you're not. Every middle seat is not open at eighty-five percent. You'd have no, to be like sixty percent. So how do they, they decide? Like, oh, you get this one. And <laughs> it was really busy in the airport. So we Uber down to Dallas. We get out. We go first flight. Gone. Now again, we left on Friday just in case we had some travel issues because you know, you know me. Um, so I wanted a day buffer. First flight. Bye. Second flight. Bye. Third flight. Bye. Fourth flight. Bye. And then Larissa and I start to panic because out of like 25 people on standby, only two are getting on. And we were not in the top at all in any of the flights. So we were realized we weren't going to get there. And that's where my good credit comes in, or at least a credit card, because we then purchased a ticket to go the next day to California. Again, not one of my better investments, <laughs> price-wise. So far, I'm into a three-hour Uber drive and a day-before flight ticket. Oh, did you sleep the in the airport or did you just spring for a hotel, too? Well, here's the... I mean, this is the blessing, Glenn, is my cousin lives in Dallas. Uh, okay. So I actually then Uber to her home. I text her. I'm Another like, hey, Uber. we're coming. And she never answered. And so I was like, well, we got to get there. So I knock on the door and she opens the door. She's like, what? What? <laughs> so we are, we stayed in Dallas and then we opted on our flight and we made it out and we flew to LA and then rented a car and drove from Los Angeles here up to Solvang. Wow, this is a very expensive free trip so far. That's a long couple days, my friend, <laughs> is what that is. So by God. I'm glad Chad it. doesn't listen to this show. 
no, he doesn't need to hear any of this. I'm like, babe, we're here. It's all great. No, he knows. I don't lie to him, but he knows the whole deal. And and thank God I had somebody to do this all with me here because it was uh, definitely. Then you'd have been alone in the car with the driver and the strange man and the murderer. So yeah, it would have been terrible. Thank God I at least like I could have jumped behind Larissa and she could have taken the first bullet. Well, let's talk. We're going to let's get to important stuff and actually talk about horses. But uh, we're going to talk about the movement and how things went yesterday. But first, let's take a listen. I have not watched this yet. Uh, The Belmont. A triple crown race set to run with the call of the Belmont. Here's Larry Colmas. New medic takes his spot in the outside stall and they're all in line. We're ready for the start. They're off in the Belmont Stakes, and the Triple Crown is underway. Tis the law broke sharply. Oh, I'm glad they didn't Capitola pipe in crowd noise. We'll grab the front in the run up the back stretch. And four left is moving through in between. Tis the law is next on the outside. New back follows in fourth. And then it's Dr. Post, followed by Jungle Runner to the inside. Break of another four to Modernist and Farmington Road. And then Max Blair, Sully Valente, and Luca Penici at the back of the field after an opening quarter mile in 23.11 seconds. The pace is honest for Tappet to win, who heads up the back stretch in front by a length and a half. With four left sitting in second position, Manny Franco and Tisdalar third on the outside of Longshot Jungle Runner, who's down toward the rail. The Doctor Post Pneumatic on their inside is Modernist. Farmington Road is right in behind them. Seven lengths from the front, then Max Player and Sole Volante. 46.16 was the half. The pace continues to be strong as they race for the far turn. And it is Tappet to win and John Velasquez leading the way. With four left in second, and Tisdala looming large. Third on the outside, just two lengths behind as they make their way around the turn. Then Pneumatic and Modernist is down on the inside. They're coming toward the top of the stretch here. Tap it to win is the leader. Tis the Laws catching up to him on the outside second. Then it's four left, followed by Pneumatic. Modernist on the inside is next. And they're into the stretch of the Belmont. And Tis the Law has taken charge. Set down in the final furlong by Manny Franco. Tis the Law's got a two-length lead. Dr. Post has moved up on the outside into second. Pneumatic is third. Jeez. But it is the New York hero. Tis the Law and Manny Franco to win the Belmont Stakes. They took it by four. By a lot yeah. of lengths, holy cow! <laughs> I mean, he he decidedly won that. There was no photo finish there, so no. I mean, he just went in as a, a as a favorite for a reason because he just oh, and he was pulling away. Field. He could have gone and he could have gone the full. They had shortened this race uh, because of the whole schedule this year, but he could have won it. I mean, no problem with that. He would have yeah, still been going yeah. out. <laughs> they changed it to a mile and an eighth, and uh, it's the first one in the series, so it'll be interesting to see what. I mean, he's again pretty high on the class like he just can't lose right now so it'll be interesting to see what if we had another triple crown winner this year what would that look like would there be an asterisk in on yeah, the side I don't know. you know he was the first new york bred horse to win the belmont stakes in 138 years Amazing. Amazing. Uh, so too bad yeah. the crowd wasn't there to see it <laughs> it was i could hear larry much better but do they follow the horses around with the hoof beats or are those fake hoof beats that we hear. Did they sure follow him around with a microphone? Hoof because hoof. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're hoof beats, Glenn. I'm <laughs> sure there's microphones all throughout everything. I, you know who knows? They've got to make a good TV. So, but well, we'll see. It'll be the 14th Triple Crown winner if we do it. So, you know, you're right. They're almost. They're almost. I think there's going to be an asterisk on all of 2020. You know, when you see it in the history books, there's just going to be an asterisk there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the year that really wasn't. <laughs> no, the year that everything went wrong. Yeah. Oh, we have, apparently we have African dust now that's making its way across the ocean and going to be hitting, has hit the islands and is going to be hitting Florida, which will cause a hazy, dusty kind of couple of days. Because why not? Well, good, good thing you have a mask on. <laughs> so tell us, what was the first day of the movement at Monty Roberts Place like? You got to oh, meet gosh. Dr. Siemens. That's one thing. I'm so excited, you guys. He is just as, he is exactly the same person that he is on the show and in his book. If you guys haven't read his book, you got to read it because I'm reading it now and I'm like, I can hear his voice 
while I'm reading it, which makes it much more entertaining. Uh, so, and for again, new listeners, Doctor Siemens is a regular uh, vet on the show that we have on uh, on Wednesdays, and he's been coming on for years. And he's he's just like I pictured him. And when you posted the picture, and we'll put it in our show notes today, he's just yeah. like I pictured him. He is. He really is. So, um, yeah, Doctor Siemens is here, and he's actually given his speech today. Yesterday, Monty and I kicked it off with a horse that, uh, again. I didn't know exactly what I was going to be getting into until I got here. Cause that's kind of how money works. It's like, we'll just get out there and do it. Uh, okay. It's not like, you know, it's live TV or anything, horse and country recording this, whatever it's fine. And so I get out there and we, he has a little Cremello horse that we are going to do the mounting block lesson with. And he and I have, this kind of second way, not, it's a different way to teach the mounting block lesson. And it works great when, when you have two people. So we, we get this horse out and, um, he's like, all right, well, you know, make sure you get your helmet on cause you're going to ride it. And I was like, okay. And it turns out this horse has been here for like less than a month. He's three years old and he's a stallion. I was like, oh, this is going to be, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> um, but you know, you remember then you're at flag is up and Monty did a join up with them and he was very expressive, I would like to say, um, and intimidating. Uh, and he ran around and, but he did a great join up and then we got him tacked up and, uh, did the mounting block lesson and it was phenomenal. So it was really fun to, to kind of work with him again on that. And then after that, we did Ashley Mancuso came out and did yoga for horses. And again, Audible's being called. They were like, you know what would be great? What? Is if you would get on a Mustang and do yoga during her presentation. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do what? Okay, now, let me ask the question that everybody's wondering. You do yoga every day, right? No. No, <laughs> that is definitely false. When's the last time you did? You do kickboxing, so it's not like you're not in shape. But uh, when's the last time it's you actually did yoga? flexibility and kickboxing do not go hand in hand. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Um, so I, I think I did a yoga class when I was 22, which for those counting was a lot of years ago. Um, so I, I, um, and of course Chad's watching and everything and he's just like, what are you, what? <laughs> and get all these text messages. So I get on and, and, uh, had the horse and I, and I kind of had to read the horse because the saddle wasn't his typical saddle and he just seemed a little bit tense. And so we worked on relaxing. Anyway, you'll hear Ashley, we'll talk about it a little bit later. So yes, I completed a yoga class on a Mustang on camera and what I'm looking at, because Ashley is, this segment is recorded. She was at her farm with a bunch of Mustangs and so she, and Cobra, the Mustang was in it too. And so yeah, all she these... did the film for, for those that may think we've had her on before because she did the film about Cobra the Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Cobra was out there and, um, all these skinny young girls are doing <laughs> yoga on their Mustangs. And here's me. I'm like, I told Monty, I said, are you sure you want me to do this? Because I am a 40 something, not very flexible kind of mess. And he goes, who do you think's watching this thing? <laughs> I was like, oh. That is a good point. Good point. Because yeah. <laughs> you know what? Okay. If you can do it, anybody can do it, right? Here's here's the people that are doing yoga that are 22 and it's from 16 to 22 and skinny and beautiful. And then there's <laughs> me and it's like a split screen. I and tuned in. And they didn't take in. the dang camera off me. Oh, I my tuned God. in for, for 20 minutes yesterday. And guess what 20 minutes I tuned in for? Uh. <laughs> and I said, is that Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> Sure is. She was really prepared for it. Thank God I brought a pair of riding pants. I couldn't imagine doing yoga in jeans, you know. So, and Monty you did, did great, actually. I was impressed. Thanks. Well, like I said, we'll talk a little bit more about yoga on horses to Ashley. Uh, the next person was Dan Dave Mancuso, who is has done a TED Talk before, and he's very—he's not a horse guy, but he came in and just to talk about 
know how to deal with anxiety and some some stresses and he's a cancer survivor and how he dealt with a lot of his issues and then we just I kept bringing a horse in I brought Blackie in and I did a join up with Blackie and I used a, a him for a demo about breathing and it was really interesting and it went really well this morning is going to be Denise who was my instructor she was the head instructor when I did the courses here and she's coming from Germany. She's in Germany. And she's going to do a join up with a veteran. And we're going to talk a lot about about the horses and, and uh, kind of how your, you know, how to have mutual respect with the horses. And then, um, again, you guys, this is all super cool. I hope y'all, y'all get it. You know, it, you can go back and watch what you missed yesterday and see what we're doing from now on. I definitely recommend it because it's really cool. Uh, and Monty, you know, is on camera a lot just talking about horses. And you can live text questions in, which is really neat. Uh, so we're answering questions from from people that are texting them in live. So it's very interactive. Nobody has ever done anything like this before, I don't think. So it's it's pretty is good. It, like, is today the last day? or No, this is the second day of three. Okay. Uh, this afternoon will be Dr. Siemens, and he's going to talk about how horses' vision impact the way that they're trained. And we're going to do a demonstration for everybody with a – horse trailer loading and how the horse's eye is affected by going from light to dark. And he's, I mean, he's got such a big brain tomorrow is, uh, in the afternoon session, I don't have my schedule for the morning one, but tomorrow after, Oh, tomorrow morning is Ellie Boardman, who's a chiropractor and a certified Monty Roberts instructor. So she's going to talk about the correlation with equine chiropractics and training. And then in the afternoon is Temple Grandin. And if you don't know who Temple Grandin is, well, you do know who Temple Grandin is. So she's amazing. And uh, she pretty much wrote the, she's written a lot of books on horse behavior and communication. So she's going to be our keynote speaker. And I'll be in the, in the round pen for all of these with a horse ready to demonstrate whatever needs to be demonstrated. Are you, were you nervous or are you confident? Um, I, 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 I wasn't nervous per se because I, I, they mic'd me and I didn't realize I was going to participate in the ways that I did by talking and kind of, you know, when Monty explains something, sometimes you have to dumb it down. Not I'm good at dumbing things down. <laughs> so I, I would help, you know what he, what he means is this and, and, and kind of kept the conversation going. So I wasn't nervous for that. I oh, wait a minute. Say, you played a host. I think you've done that before. Yeah. And that's, that's what they said is I played, I've, I've done the hosting gig before. <laughs> I should be pretty good. I, good morning, Monty. Good morning. I, good morning. That's Monty. what happens when you're in his office. You wake him up. He's not in the bath towel. He is properly dressed. So no, that's, that's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, yeah. So I, I would say that of all of the experiences yesterday, the most stressful for me was again, Ashley is doing her yoga class on the screen with all these, you know, 18 year old skinny little pretty girls. And then there's a, a, an inlay screen of me doing it. So I'm having to watch what is going on. So I know what to do next, but I can't stop staring at myself. Going, <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing? You look like a train wreck. And so it was, um, I can't, I can't say that I got as relaxed as I should have. So I need to do it again in a place where I'm not televised and everybody is standing on top of the round pen, staring at me and Monty's right behind me. I'm like, and my butt's in the air. Towards my, like it was horrifying. So, um, while amazing, I would like to try it again in different. Aren't you glad they didn't have a bigger live audience this, like they had planned to? Yeah, you would have been. I don't know that I it would have. <laughs> I would have done it. <laughs> I don't know if I would have done it had there been six hundred people up there. <clears throat> well, maybe we could have found it if there was that many people. You could have found a skinny girl to do it out of the audience, right? I a know, skinny right? young twenty-year-old. <laughs> There's got to be one Kimberly around. It is somewhere. amazing the difference when you go from twenty-five to forty, forty-five, fifty. How how things change uh, flexibility-wise. It is just amazing the difference. Yeah, I, I I thought that when I hit thirty, I was going to be old. You're not old in your thirties, but by God, you hit forty. <laughs> Oh. Things do change. And you're you're fairly flexible. I mean, you do do kickboxing and stuff. It's not like you're not doing anything. Now, if I was out there doing it, it'd be a whole different story. Because, you know, I'd be falling off the horse anyway. But uh, there's You'd hear that. something crack. <laughs> exactly. 
back. <laughs> well, speaking of stress, we're all a little stressed out right now, and our horses can get stressed out too. Every horse experiences stress caused by things like exercise and yoga. Environmental conditions like the weather uh, and their everyday surroundings. Also, travel. You talked about horse trailer loading. That's another thing that can cause stress in horses. Uh, you know, and people. And people, exactly, <laughs> both. And even simple diet changes can cause stress. All of these variables contribute to the stress levels of your horse. This might also come as a surprise. You can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day. By lowering the levels of stress by lowering the levels of the stress hormone cortisol and optimizing energy use feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep health performance and overall well-being <laughs> but this part is important don't feed just any chromium feed your horse only fda reviewed source chromium on the market today it's called chemtrace chemtrace chromium from Kemen. Ask for it by name and stress less. Learn more at Chemtrace Chromium at Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ. That's Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ. Well, we're going to come back more talking about the movement, and we're going to have Ashley Mancuso coming on a little bit later. But Do you uh, want me to go see if I can get Monty to come in here and you can ask him some, some quick questions and talk to him for a minute? Sure. I'll see if I can find him while you play Chicory Welt. Okay, that's about 10 minutes, so you, you have a little time. You can get a okay. cup of coffee, too. So we okay. have our next segment coming up from one of our terrific contributors. And today, with the Chicory Wealth Financial Series, we're continuing. We're talking about spending. I know, everybody's favorite topic. And apparently, Jamie practiced it over the weekend. I, was, <laughs> I am a spender this weekend, not going to lie. All right, let's take a listen. We'll be right back. We are excited to bring you another educational series here on the Horse Radio Network. This time, we're going to talk about finances with certified financial planner Christina Kramlick of Chicory Wealth. As horse owners, finances are something that we are acutely aware of, and hopefully this series will help us better understand where we are and where we can go with our financial situation. Well, I do have Christina back here with us with our continuing series. And before we get into the dreaded topic of spending, which is something <laughs> that all of us horse people don't like to think about, uh, you have an update to the savings tips that we had done before. I do. Yes. A few episodes ago, we talked about the transfer on death account, uh, otherwise known as Toten Trusts, and how that could be a handy way to have savings accounts insured for higher than the regular level and also avoid probate, ultimately. Uh, Chicory Wealth is now rolling out a new savings account that allows our clients to insure up to $25 million in a single account or $50 million in a joint account and invest that money across a diverse pool of more than 700 community banks with uh, Community Reinvestment Act ratings of one and two. So obviously not everybody's going to have 25 to 50 million um, that they want to be FDIC insured. But the point is there is not a, a limit and it allows our clients to make a real impact with their cash savings to communities that otherwise don't have access to a diverse and stable source of deposits. Uh, clients can also earn a competitive 30 basis points on these savings. And as I've said, have the balance FDIC insured. So I think it's do useful I mean, they could do that on yeah. their own, but it would take a long time to go to 100 banks and deposit <laughs> that amount of money. Exactly. Yeah. It would be very paperwork intensive. <laughs> I love and, this. I didn't know, uh, yeah, know this existed. I, I, well, we didn't either until recently, but we learned about it and we are putting the pieces in place to be able to offer it to our clients um, because our whole mission is social impact and sustainable investing. And uh, so our clients tend to want this type of product. Um, and I want to point out impact banks, um, which are, uh, you know, defined by, you know, these ratings of one and two in the Community Reinvestment Act. They've made more than uh, $32.7 billion in small business loans and supported more than 740,000 jobs across the country since 2010. So we think overall, this is a great avenue for promoting financial inclusion in lower middle income and underbanked populations. 
we're calling it the Chicory Wealth Impact Cash Savings Account. And you can head to our website to check out details. We deal with the community bank here and uh, our, our loans were from that bank. So yeah, we've always dealt with community banks, which is uh, something that we always strive to do every time we moved was find one. Very good. Well, let's talk about the dreaded thing, spending, <laughs> spending, 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 spending habits. Uh, we all know they spend all their money on horses. So where do we go from here? Well, well, um, we, and yeah. I include you in that too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. My husband could tell you it's true. It's part of the reason I became a certified financial planner. <laughs> to be able to support this. Yeah, exactly. I'm not kidding. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. And I have been uh, doing some reading recently on uh, behavioral economics. And there's a behavioral economist by the name of Shlomo Benarzi. He's at UCLA, and he also writes a column for the Wall Street Journal. And uh, so I compiled some stuff that he had come up with, um, and I wanted to pass them along to you. Because I think there's some awareness tips that, that we can all benefit from that the coronavirus has kind of brought to the surface. The first has to do with just simply being aware of our spending habits. We all know that discretionary spending took a nosedive this spring. No one was eating out, going on vacation, buying fancy clothes, going to horse shows, going to endurance rides, to name a few categories. The change was abrupt and it went on for long enough so that some of our basic habits may have actually changed. It was a huge forced social experiment. So while some of that discretionary spending is coming back, now, it's worth reflecting on how much spending just a bit less in your daily life affected your personal happiness. This is an interesting exercise. Take a moment to look at your credit card bill for April 2020 versus April 2019 and just do a rough back of the envelope cal calculation. How much less was it? Was it 20% less or 40% less? Think about how contented or discontented you were with that level of spending, lower level of spending, all the other restrictions aside. What did you miss most? Are there various categories that you definitely want to return to pre-COVID levels with? And are there some other areas that you can reduce or leave off? Of yes, eating out and not life? cooking. Eating out, not cooking. I'm throwing that in there as mine. Uh, so in other words, Glenn, you want to eat out oh, more. Oh, yes, yes. Yes. I want to do less yeah. dishes is the ultimate. Uh, yeah, I get it. And, <laughs> and there's real value in eating out. You know, there's social value. You, you're saving time. You're experiencing something new and different. Those are things that are truly valuable to you. Other people may feel differently. Um, you know, but looking forward, like if you can leave a few things out and increase your savings rate post-crisis, it could actually have a big positive impact on your financial situation in the future. So I just think we can all benefit from kind of having that experiment. And now, you know, we can say, huh, what changes do I want to keep? The second thing is how to look at what we do want to spend money on. So we economists tend to find that people generally aren't very effective in spending money in ways that maximize happiness. They tend to spend money on things things rather than experiences, even though experiences help create lasting happiness and memories and contribute to positive relationships. So while money can't buy happiness, there is research showing that it can help, especially if it's spent on things that enable more free time, like eating out in restaurants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's been really interesting because we're seeing purchases on things that save time like new lawnmowers and things that set the stage for positive experiences like residential pools or tennis courts or electric bikes courts electric, or electric bikes, bikes have seen a they're up 300% in the last 2 months so those things are going up dramatically and it could be that the shutdown motivated people to change the way they allocate their resources towards enjoying one's home saving time and spending time in ways that promote happiness Finally, or third, I should say, the shutdown gave people a trial run of retirement in some cases, you know, and or working from home. And some people may have been surprised to learn that they didn't like it as much as they thought they would. 
and may be too isolating. And if this is you, you may want to consider your retirement plans. I think a lot of people spend years thinking, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to retire and then we're going to travel and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then they realize, you know, I don't really like getting on planes. I don't really like having to pack and unpack. And, you know, I'm interested in learning about other cultures, but really I like to do other things. So, so this is, you know, there, this is a time to reconsider those things. And if you missed the social engagement that you have with your colleagues you know, keep in mind that for every extra year of work, your retirement income will go up between five and 10%. It's a lot. And if, you know, you like that social stimulation and mental, um, you know, engagement, which are benefits of work, not only, you know, that are beyond just merely getting paid, it could make it worth it for you to keep working for a few years longer than you had originally planned. Well, well, that's interesting, and it's something that we all think about, especially when you're getting to my age, uh, which is a little <laughs> bit older. But there also, I learned a long time ago that there's no time, uh, it doesn't matter what age you are, there's no better time than to start looking at where you're at now and where you're going with your investments and everything that you have than today. Today's the day to start, right? It is always better to start today. And it is a really fruitful opportunity right now, given everything we've learned over the last several months and any changes that your portfolio may have experienced. It's a good time to sit down, assess where you are, what you really want out of the next several years of your life and where you're going. So it would be great to hear from any of you and uh, we could help you plan out your financial life. We'd be pleased. And where do they do that? www.chickorywealth.com. Thank you for joining us for our financial discussion today. These concepts are broad in nature and may or may not apply to you. The content is provided for informational purposes only. Please see your financial advisor or call Christina at chickorywealth.com to discuss your individual needs. That's chickorywealth.com. Well, we are back, and Jamie is at Flag is Up Farm out there for the movement, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning. Are you here? We are here. I am here with Monty. Can you hear us okay without any feedback? Yeah, that sounds great. Hi, Monty. Hello. You having fun, Monty? It's a real experience for me. You know that I'm so atypical in terms of of the computer and all that stuff. And um, and they're just turning me loose, and we've got some things to tell you about because yes, I'm having a lot of fun. Good, good. I heard you uh, you th- threw Jamie under the bus yesterday with the whole uh, yoga thing. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> it was great. She thinks that she looked and felt terrible, and what I'm here to tell you is that she's dealing with an Olympic class yoga instructor when she's comparing what the yoga instructor does on the screen and other people that are doing yoga all the time. And Jamie is far closer to our demographic, you know, um, ladies, uh, she's a young lady of my demographic. Uh, my demographic is probably 10 years older than Jamie and, um, (laughs) they would have found it Pretty darned athletic and well done. And the horse she used blew me away. It was unbelievable. What that horse was that? I watched, I, I actually tuned in yesterday and I, I caught Jamie on the horse. I went, is that her doing yoga? What horse <laughs> was that? <laughs> He's a Mustang. Um, and he was adopted by one of our board members, Joanne Cutchell. She's uh, an auditor too, by the way. Yeah, I thought I recognized that name. Yeah, Joanne Cutchell is a superstar, and it's her horse. She, out of my class for gentling wild horses, she adopted Tucker. And um, I have a man called Manuel that has worked for us for about 30 years as a groom and handler of horses and mucking out and all all that stuff. Uh, He's from Mexico originally, but he's been with us about 30 years. 
And he's helped her with the gentling process to the extent that this horse was doing yoga with her and really cooperating in everything that she wanted to do while he was watching the screen up there to see how he looked. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 it was amazing to me because he stood with no restriction, just the reins thrown over his neck. He stood for a half an hour without changing his position and it, it was a, it was pretty darned amazing. I know I, I've I've seen horses do amazing things, athletic skills, jumping high, running fast, turning corners, spinning like a top, and all that stuff. And he wasn't doing that. But those horses that I'm telling you about that do amazing stuff could never have done what he did. Yeah, most he horses won't stand still for half an hour for anything. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was amazed. It was. A lesson for me. The horse was going, what is she doing up there? <laughs> he kept looking at himself in the screen on the team. <laughs> so everything's going as well as you guys had hoped. Oh, it's it's going well. Um, that is, the movement is going fantastically well on one day of three. So um, we hit the ballpark out of the, we hit the ballpark out of the ball. <laughs> it's early here okay? yeah 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 <laughs> for one for one day and we have three innings uh to do two more uh days and uh, uh funny enough we've discovered a um, sort of format i think for as far as i'm concerned it was a complete and utter chance discovery and we can go into that with your broadcast if you want. Well, and yeah, so, yeah. Well, I mean, the whole thing is. And by the way, this is live. Just so you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I told you that this was live. Yeah, you're doing great. Um, <laughs> okay. He loves me, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So the the format is that the presenter is at their place. We are here and there's the, the two screens going on and people texting in. And, and I did talk about it a little bit because it is just horse and country TV is here and they're the ones that are putting all this together. And, um, it is just, it's really impressive. I mean, it's just, I mean, you've got to be blown away. I am blown away. Um, and the thing that is vastly different about this one, not only that it's being, uh, sent around the world on a computer dot computers. Not only that, but our former movements, we had presenters, wonderful presenters, and they had their time allotment and the clock started and they were on stage and they're talking into a microphone to a group of people of 150 or so um, on chairs out in front of them. And they talked to their time, and then they would say, "And thank you very much, Mr. Roberts. Uh, you have the mic again." And I'm up on the stage saying, "Wow, that was a great talk you gave, and thank you so much." And it's over that one, and I introduce the next one. That seems logical. That's what all these things are when you have conferences like that. Well, this one isn't that way. And we can chime in, and as my presenter is doing their time slot, questions can come in over the internet. Um, questions can come in about what's going on or anything. And then we augment the presenter's time with what the visitors want to see, hear, or have answered. And it's fantastic. I, I think they are enjoying, by virtue of the fact that we can read what they're saying, I think that they are enjoying the impromptu portion of these pre presentations more than they enjoy the presentation itself. <laughs> well, did you ever think 50 years ago, Monty, that you would be sitting even having this conversation right now about Look. the technology? On a computer talking to a guy in Florida. Yeah, and, and listeners around the world. Listen, when I went through uh, three universities, eight years, 
I never heard the word computer, uh, as you well know. That was all in the 50s. And so computers are brand new. So, in fact, presenting from afar is brand new. And did I ever think that I would do this? A, I couldn't have thought I was going to do this because I didn't even know it was right, going to right. be. <laughs> but B, let me tell you that until I met Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II in 1989, April of 1989, and until that time, I never could have dreamed that I would be taking my concepts to 41 countries, that I would write a book. That ain't going to happen, man. <laughs> don't give me that one. I don't write books. Well, Her Majesty insisted upon a book. And she took me to a publisher. And then she left to go back to Buckingham Palace. And the publishers took me in the back room and explained that we know horse books. It'll sell three to 500 copies. There will be no profits. You will get no residuals. And I said, I, I didn't even want to write a book, so I don't care about <laughs> residuals. I don't even know what they are. Can you imagine that I never realized that that first book could sell six and a half million copies and be on the New York Times bestseller list for 58 weeks? And a half a dozen or so publishers said it would never even get off the mark. So, no, I could not have ever dreamed that my life would have gone like it has gone. I already had 11 world championships, so I thought I had made it. Well, I was just starting. Well, Monty, do you mind if we bring a uh, guest in? Somebody that actually tortured Jamie yesterday. Um, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, uh, Jamie, why don't you introduce her while I get her on? Well, Ashley Mancuso is the um, the yoga instructor from yesterday, and was our was our first presenter here at the movement. And um, I mean, as far as what she's done, she's an epic, epically wonderful dressage rider, and also kind of comes in at the the yoga portion of it as well, and does yoga on Mustangs, and is just a really um, Warm, wonderful person. So I'd love to welcome Ashley to the show. Ashley, good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. I'm sitting here with Monty. We're, we've all gotten fairly close from a far distance uh, over the last couple of days, <laughs> I think. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, Monty. Hello. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm fabulous. I had the best day of my life yesterday being part of the movement. So I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, Jamie's audience ought to know that good things often come from bad things. And I, th I think your life uh, uh, has changed for the better since a terrible accident that you had. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And at first it seemed like the world was crashing down, but now it really seems like I was given a, a second chance, I think. And that's that's amazing and uh, a big big lesson in forgiveness and also you know the the first thing i did after my accident was go to my horse and tell him hey it was my fault <laughs> it wasn't anything you did and so those so those horses always help us to forgive ourselves for those that aren't familiar tell everybody what happened okay so i was i uh, had been riding from the time that i was very small and I was competing in three-day eventing, and I was in the United States Pony Club. I am an HB-rated member, and I thought that I wanted to go to the Olympics in um, eventing. And I had the horse that I thought was going to take me there. But I was young. You know, I was 17. Uh, so I really just didn't have the wisdom that I think uh, I thought I had. <laughs> and... And then an accident with my horse where we tripped and fell, you know, it was just one of those things where you miss a stride and you trip and it wasn't a big accident. I mean, it wasn't a big mistake I made, but it, it caused this ripple effect into my life that caused me to, huh, redirect. Maybe that's not what I was meant to do. So 
now I now I am a dressage rider primarily. I wanted to get more in touch with those little nuances that happen between horses and rider. And I also got deep into my study of yoga and anatomy. And it's been my goal ever since to mesh the two together to help riders um, create that deeper bond with mind, body, and, well, spirit. And you demonstrated that wonderful. We're going to have to say goodbye to Monty. He's got to go and uh, just... Yeah. No! I, <laughs> I've got to get a shower and get my uniform on and get back down there. <laughs> but it's great to have you on, Ashley. And um, just as I said, I could never have dreamed that my life would go this way. When you think about it, my accident was to be born to a certain man who used physical violence against me. And yet yes. good things come from bad because until I was 12, 14 years of, of age, I had 72 prepubescent fractures from this father. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you would think that is just terrible and it's a horrible way to live and so forth and so on. But if that hadn't happened, I don't think mm -hmm. my mind would have ever said, I want to change the world and I want to take violence out of the training of horses. I don't think it would have happened had I just had a normal father. So let's thank you, Father. Um, you're dead and gone, but um, thank you for giving <laughs> me another life. <laughs> Thanks, Monty. Absolutely, Go to work. Absolutely, sir. Thank you, thank sir. Thank you, Monty. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> love you, Ashley. So, Ashley, tell, tell everybody, because you sent me a video. Okay, so to, again, to paint the picture for everybody, I am on a horse doing yoga, which I've given been given, you know, the night before I was told I'm going to do it in the morning. And uh, so we kind of called an audible there. And then uh, I get in and it's, you're on the screen, but it's a pre-recorded thing. And in the corner of the screen is me. So I'm having to watch you doing all these things with your students. And at the same time, I'm doing it. But the problem is I'm on the screen so I can see myself, right. which is not something I particularly care to see when I'm, <laughs> when I'm in the positions uh, that I'm in. No, so, don't talk like that. Talk, don't talk, talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> you look so beautiful. Yeah. Well, talk, uh, talk to everybody a little bit about what we did yesterday. Oh my goodness. So it was such a funny. Oh, did we lose her? Oh no. It's up, you new. broke up a bit there. Do you hear me? Yeah, Hello? you broke up a bit. So start that over. You said it was funny. Yeah, that's all we heard. Can you hear me now? Yes, yeah. we can. Cool. So it's, it's a funny enough thing to teach yoga, which is a new concept for a lot of equestrians. But to do it with a horse, that's obviously not always uh, doing exactly what we expect them to do. But then we had it virtualized to where I couldn't be there with you. And so I was, I was sitting in my computer just wishing I could be standing right next to you and, um, and talking you through everything. And so there were certain poses like where I have my riders, they just lay fully back on the horse. And it's a really nice kind of relaxing posture but <laughs> when I said you know go ahead and give it a try you looked at the camera and said uh, no <laughs> no, no. <laughs> which which uh, yeah <laughs> which you know I feel like if I were there we it would have been different right well, you also went ahead and you said, okay, everybody, I'm going to hold your horse and I want you to lay back. And Ashley, you weren't there to hold my horse. So I certainly <laughs> wasn't going to lay flat back. I felt like, I felt like Tucker had done his job and I just didn't want to push it, you know, any more than I already had. Oh, we must be having trouble with Ashley's connection because I think... Uh, well, her mom videoed her. Tucker and Up, Ashley, you keep fading out on us. I don't know if your connection's bad or what. Um, I'm going to fix it. Go okay. ahead. But yeah, t tell, tell. 
Yeah. So Ashley's mom was videoing Ashley while they were watching me, which is utterly <laughs> yes. horrifying. Um, and they're talking, they're talking about, she said, no, she's not. Oh, she's starting to lay down. No, she's not going to lay down. Oh, look at <laughs> I needed you Tucker, there, Ash. And, <laughs> I know. And, and Tucker's face is going, I don't know what we're doing. I'm not sure. I don't know that this has all been a little weird. And so that's when we as horse trainers would, you know, rub his neck and put his head down and, and talk to him a little bit more about what was going on. Uh, so yeah, it was an interesting experience, but my most important thing all the time, and it might be from United States pony club. If anyone remembers, um, if anyone's a pony club or they know that horse management drills you in safety and I, it's, the, the last thing I ever want is for anyone to get hurt. So obviously if you're practicing these postures, please, uh, you know, have somebody there. And that's something I should have said beforehand, but, uh, you did great. You did great. Oh, Anything. <laughs> there was plenty of people who could have come in there and held it. And they all just stood up on top of their own and staring at me. <laughs> And they couldn't see the screen either. So they're just watching me on this horse. And it, I mean, there's probably 15 people that are, you know, the other presenters and their people. And, and uh, yeah, no, nobody offered to help, Ash. Nope. I would have come down there and helped, Jamie. Where were you, Glenn? <laughs> yeah, actually, I wouldn't have. I would have just sat up there and laughed with everybody else. <laughs> were you scared, Jamie? Were you, I mean, because you, you ride, oh my goodness, you ride everything. So... You're, you're not really a big person on fear, I get, but uh, tell us a little bit more about how you, how you felt during the, the yoga with Tucker. Um, I, you know, I want to do it again with you without feeling so self-conscious because if right. I'm being honest, it, it, it was, I mean, I was looking at a screen trying yes. to see you, but all I could see was me and I'm getting, you know, you oh, like, oh yeah. my body, I suck in your gut, you know, it, t it took, a, I think me out of it a lot. Was I scared doing it on the horse? No. no. Typical yoga on a horse sounds amazing. I would never be scared to lay back or turn around. But the way that it worked is Tucker's ridden Western. So he yeah. has a, a Western saddle and they put a dressage saddle on him for this demonstration. And it was a little bit sideways. And Oh, my gosh. And I was not. And I could tell he wasn't super comfortable with it. Right. Uh, Right. And so I, ju I just tried to stay very, you know, like a yogi, nice and smooth and slow and quiet. And uh, I know afterwards you did say that Monty is a yogi because of the way that he talks and the way that he teaches breathing and relaxation. Right. And I want to tell you that part of my training with the, the Mustangs that we do here is, you know, he's, he always says you want to move like you're in heavy oil, right? Right. And I told him, I'm like, it is much uh, I'm like, it's not moving like you're in heavy oil. That makes no sense. It's Tai Chi. And so oh. when you're around, so now just to add to his yogi uh, qualities, he also teaches Tai Chi. <laughs> That's oh my gosh. Like yes. yes. But was not nervous to do it. I would love to have another session with you. And that's what I wanted uh, people to be able, you to tell us is how can people find all of your yoga on horseback and reach out, you know, and get a hold of you and ask questions or maybe do clinics with you. Right. Absolutely. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram and I am in the process of launching my website, ashequine.com because I, I've been having trouble with it. I feel like I wear a lot of hats because I, I train horses, I ride, but I also teach yoga and I also produce films. So I'm trying to get everything in one place where everyone can reach me. But I, uh, I'm here for anyone who has questions and I'm a certified yoga instructor. Uh, but of course I'm still learning. So I, uh, I'm fully aware of that. And if I don't have an answer to your question, I will help you find it. Ashley. I'd, oh, so I have a question. So is it yes. better? Is it better if somebody does yoga on the ground before they attempt it with the horse or doesn't it matter? Well, I maybe, the best way I can explain it is to try one pose at a time. What's something that you do when you wake up first thing in the Just morning? Sitting on the recliner watching TV kind of a pose. Um, <laughs> I mean, yes, it's a pose. We it kind of like corpse pose, which is typically at the end of the yoga session. <laughs> typically, we start our sessions a little more active. Uh, we call them warm up poses, <laughs> but. 
And yeah, that's the whole idea of a yoga session is it starts with these sun salutations, which are, you know, we did a few of them, Jamie, where you stood Mm -hmm. up and then you forward folded and then that would turn into a downward dog and a plank and a push up and you're getting your body heat up first. And then the rest of the yoga session is kind of bringing it down. So you can think about it in terms of how you would deal with your horse. We start off walking and then we do our warm up and then we do our main exercise and then we cool down. And a lot of times in our riding, we don't see it like that. And I think that that's a big, uh, a big, big value of yoga is we need time to meditate before and after you know, connect with our intention. What am I doing here? I have to have, you have to have a plan with horses and you have to have a plan with yoga. And then once it's over, that's corpse pose and that's okay. There's nothing left to do. That's when you sit on your recliner and you just say, I'm done. I've done a good job. And, uh, and that's it. Well, I, I got to tell you, at the beginning of it, you, you say you need to have something in your mind that is your intention that you want to think about through the whole thing. And I, I would imagine that, you know, people want to connect with their truth and they, you know, some of the, what are some of right. the mantras that people come up with in their head? You said it's like one word, something that yeah, you can yeah. think about. That's such a great question because an, an intention is a really difficult thing to explain because it's, that's the point of, I mean, what is the big answer or what is the big question in this thing called life, right? So your intention is really how you go about life. And that starts with, for most people, gratitude and taking in their surroundings and just being in the moment and expressing gratitude. And then moving forward and how they want to, you know, what, what at the end of the day is going to make them feel fulfilled. And doing right by the horse typically, I think, tends to be uh, everyone's intention. And so we take it away from, you know, what do I need to get done with my horse today? I need to do this for this show coming up. And I have to, you know, I have this hard mentality of, uh, you know, sports. And so a lot of people draw away from that in these yoga sessions and try to recenter. And like you said, connect to your, your true, your truth, your true self. That well, is, I, I wanted to ask real quick. So if there's an old guy or a girl who has not very flexible <laughs> and uh, wants this, do you, is, there a, is there a video or something that you recommend for people just starting out? I mean, we're talking yoga 101. Right, right. Well, that's what I'm working on right now, actually, because my main goal is to make this as accessible to everybody. And Jamie, Because there's the probably class- more people in my category than yours. <laughs> well, keep in mind, I would love, no, and I would love to point out, though, that the the whole reason I uh, do this is because I used to be that, that uh, hardcore pedal to the metal type rider. And then after a series of injuries that made me vulnerable and asymmetrical and, uh, frankly, very scared, you know, I, I became a person that was foreign to me and I had to start over. So I had to start fresh. And I think that that's a really good thing to think about is we're all in our own way, starting fresh with things. And whenever we think that we've got it all figured out, uh, we're wrong. (laughs) So aside from from the recommendation of video, I got to tell you, you said that we need to have like a word and an intention in our mind while we're doing the yoga, while we're in the poses, while we're, you know, expressing gratitude to our horse. And the only thing, and you were like, so come up with something that you're, and all I could think of, Ashley, was don't fall over. So I just kept telling myself, don't fall over. Well, it's something that's to think okay. about. <laughs> that's so again, okay. I would love to do this again and not have myself on the screen thinking about second. Of no, but, but you know, that, that just reminds me of uh, Dave Mokel who went on right after me and he was saying that uh, he, he was talking about mindfulness and in anxiety and how sometimes your mantra is something like, uh, I'm die. not dead. I'm not yeah. dead. I'm not dead. And that's, And that's true, though. Whatever it is that brings you back to your center and makes you feel okay, there's no right or wrong. And if it's don't fall down, that's a good intention for the day. And you did not fall down. So I didn't. (laughs) 
success. All right, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. I got to get down to the round pen. I know Monty does too. So, um, hey, Ashley, 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 can you hold on uh, for a few more minutes? Of course, I can. Yeah, we do a auditor post show, and Jamie's going to have to cut out so you and I can do the post show together. Uh, okay. So, so, uh, well, I, I wanted to thank Jamie for being such an amazing sport. I really couldn't have asked for a better um, demonstration, and I wish I could have been there, but you you held it. You held it, you did it, and thank you. Yeah. Don't fall over. Don't fall over. <laughs> fall over. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, Bye, guys. All right, Bye. Jamie. Thanks a bunch. And uh, we're, we're going to wrap up the regular show. Auditors, hold on. Ashley's going to hang around. We'll chat for a little bit after. Uh, tomorrow, we have the Western episode. Sure. And then uh, more shows coming up later in the week as well on Friday. Uh, or on Thursday, we have the sales and breeding episode with Kayla. So, and of course, really bad ads on Friday. Thank you for joining us today. We're sorry about the sound issues, but we did the best we could with uh, what was happening. We we improvised, and and uh, I think it came out okay. But thank you, everybody, and uh, hold on, auditors. We'll be back with Ashley in just a second. <laughs> 